right, welcome back to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I am Ben Standick. I cover the Washington football team for The Athletic. I'm here, as always, with Britt Giroli, our national Major League Baseball writer for The Athletic. We are with you till 9 o'clock. We're talking a lot about the Washington football team. We're talking about the name change. We're also going to talk, and we're going to take your calls. We've got uh, some calls on hold. We'll get to that in just a second, Britt. We're also taking your calls on this. What is the Washington football team's biggest need in 2022 or this offseason, I should say? Not quarterback. We get that. They've got questions there. What else? And the thing is, Britt, they have a lot more questions now than they did at the end of last year, I would say. That is part of the confusion uh, for how to assess this group. I want to know what you think. But Britt, you want me to go do a call right now? You you, you run the show. What, what do you want me to do? Well, I can't see the call, so I'm going to trust you. Go ahead. All right. Well, we've got a call here. Jensen from Burtonsville, I believe. Jensen, you want to talk about the name change? You want to talk about the team needs? What do you got? Hey, Happy New Year. I want to talk about the name change. I have a perspective here, and I'd like to get your thought on it. I think we have a couple entities here at play, reference to name. You, you obviously have the ownership group, which probably compromises, I would say, less than 100 people. And then you have your local sports media, you know, in any form, radio, TV, print. And then you have the fan base. And I think here's where the disconnect is. The ownership is, is owned, obviously, by Dan Snyder. And I would say across the board, he's either severely disliked or hated. Yet, he drops a name change on us out of nowhere. And the media picks it up, runs with it, because I believe, A, it's their job, and two, there's, there's corporate entities connected to each other. To the fans, hey, we're Redskins, 100% Redskins. Uh, it starts in the days when you're a kid wearing Redskin pajamas and hoodies and T-shirts. Now we're adults. So do you see that disconnect from your perspective? I mean, it's heady times for you guys. You guys are talking about the Today Show. You're talking about, you know, the name drop. I mean, so from the wait, 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 wait. So, so you you called because you don't think they should change the name at all? No, I, I still call them Redskins. My my point is this: we, nobody likes Dan Snyder. If he if he told everybody to go out and buy a Slurpee, everybody's going to Chick Fil A. Yet he changes the name. And the media jumps all over it like it's uh, fruit but, cotton candy at the fair. But, but, well. but you know that of all the people who did not want to change the name, leading that parade was Dan Snyder. He famously said, I think in 2013 to US, uh, USA Today, I'm going to butcher the quote here, but basically some version of not over my dead body. Like he right. has, he had no interest in doing this. But when public pressure last year for the way we were, all the things were happening, uh, in society, uh, in, following uh, George Floyd's uh, murder and all the things that are s- social conversation that led to this happening. And then it was getting pressure from uh, corporate sponsors, then the league and so on. Dan Snyder definitely did not want to do this. I understand that. And I understand the corporate pressure and, and every, any fan with a head on his shoulder sees that. However, it's not what you say, it's what you do. And, that, and as fans, that's what we believe. He can say whatever he wants. Now, my point is this. Just because he represents an organization of, like I said, probably less than 100 and fans number tens of millions, it's like when I go to a Redskins game. I'll, I'll tell my friends, hey, I'm going to the Redskins game. I don't say I'm going to FedEx Field or I'm going to the corporate name. See, you guys play that game. You guys jump immediately into the commercial or the merchandising sales. And uh, No, I think when they change a name, it's a news story, just like it was a news story in Cleveland. When they change their name to the Guardians, it's a news story. When, like you said, it's such a big part of you and big part of your life, and big part of your fandom. Um, 
it obviously is a story. The media doesn't make it a story. It's, it's a story because it's a big deal because people grew up with one name and they're getting another. So I guess I, I'm failing to see your point here other than you don't want the name changed. No, no, maybe I'm not being clear. What I'm saying is this. Everybody either dislikes or hates Dan Snyder. He changes the name, okay? The fans obviously don't embrace it. The media does because it's exciting. It's heady times. Look at you guys. You're talking about how you might have to write out uh, commandos or whatever it is, you, or the Today Show drop or all this. That's, from your perspective in, in what you do as professionals, that's exciting stuff, and I get it. But what you fail to understand is the fact that the Redskin base measures tens of millions, yet you jump all over what Dan Snyder said. I don't care what he calls it. He, he, we know he broke. We know he bended, bended his knee to the pressure. But tens of millions of fans are Redskins fans, and that's the disconnect between so- – Obviously, ownership, media, and us. So, so you're saying the you fans don't that? care? That fans don't care about the name change? That Ben and I are just talking about this in a room alone? Fans don't care about it? Fans, That's no, what you're saying? saying? Do, no, I'm saying the fans do care. But I'm we're making a big deal about it. But fans do not care. not a big deal. It's not a, you're not making a big deal. It's your corporate responsibility. We're not a corporate <laughs> responsibility. So Jen, it, you're you're, you're uh, like not making sense. If fans care, of course we care. We are the media. We bring news to the fans. So if fans do, you, first you said it was Dan Snyder and you wouldn't do anything he wanted to do. Then, as Ben pointed out, you didn't really want to do this. So now you've switched to, well, the fans outnumber people who are in the media by tens of millions, which is true. But fans care about this. Well, also, and, and Jensen, pre- appreciate the call. Uh, Britt, I mean, here's the thing. It's been over a year. It will be 18 months at the point that they do make this uh, new name change in February. This is not news. The 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 joke that I he mentioned the yeah commanders, which to me is important. It's eighteen months of we're making. What else are we supposed to do about this? It is happening. There is nothing else to discuss. It's not like it's up for debate. The only debate is actually there's not even a debate over what the name is. They know we just we're just waiting to find out. It is happening. We can either you can either get on board with it or I don't know what to tell you. And I and just to be clear, I grew up here. This was the team of my youth. I'm not. I'm sympathetic to the people who don't know how to move on with this, but it is what it is. It, they are changing the name one way or the other, and all we're doing is discussing what is happening. Is it talked to death? Absolutely. Is it over-talked? Absolutely. I agree with both of those points. I also think if this team was a playoff team, this would be the third or fourth or fifth most important storyline, but this team isn't good. They're not headed to the playoffs. They've really had a down year, so there's been nothing else to talk about. And hope is a dangerously strong drug. So people are hoping for a new chapter. And this new name, whether you believe it or not, kind of symbolizes that. So, again, if we're in Green Bay, we're not talking about a name change. If, you know, if we're in Kansas City, we're not talking about that. If we're covering a team that has a legitimate quarterback and a legitimate like chance to do stuff this winter, this isn't that important. It's important here now because do people really want us to dissect the football team Giants game for three hours? No. They want us to talk about the name change. Right. We are literally part of what we have to do as reporters. And by the way, Zach and Rest, we'll get to you in just one second. Part of our job is you have to assess what is the most important thing that you're dealing with in any of these situations. Triage the deal. Here's what's important right now today based on the news from this week that they are announcing the name change. That is number one. Number 18 is Sunday's game. <laughs> like, other than the fact that it will happen and there's certain components that, sure, we can, I, I can gin up interest in, 
because it's my job to do. That is not what's important. What is important is this name. This is what people are excited about. I can promise you this, Brett. I've had more friends and family text me over the last 24 hours because they think that I know what the name is and I'm holding out. Then they don't check on me to wish me Happy New Year or to see if I'm alive, but they want to know the team name because this is a thing that people do care about. Somebody who cares about it to call in Zach and Reston. Zach, what what do you think about uh, the name change? Hey guys, what's going on? Um, I think it's so. Here's my best guess. Out of the ten or twelve names that, that have been floated out there and that are on betting sites, um, it seems like Commanders, Admirals, and um, also our, or, I'm sorry, Defenders are kind of like sort of the top three that people seem most likely. If you had to pick out of that list, um, it's not going to be Admir- Admirals because that is specific to the Navy. So I don't think they would want to pick one branch of the military i think defenders is out because if the defense is lame you can have a lot of jokes there saying that right. defenders can't defend right it's too easy to pick apart commanders is the only one that is also a generic term so it's quote-unquote safe but as these as these things go and i'm sure snyder and everyone else in the marketing firm you know these these people like to seem cool and smart and wow us right so i think it's something that no one has heard of it's not on any list it's something that's just going to be out of left field i mean if i had to if i if there was an option to quote unquote pick the field you know in terms of betting i would pick the field because i think it's just something that um, it's not on anyone's radar and, and uh again they want to wow us saying oh i never saw that one coming type of thing so anyways thanks yeah thanks for the call i hope you're right i hope it is something interesting i think it would make the announcement more interesting it would make people like Ben, who have spent all this time and energy researching all these names and looking at all these things, look like fools. Uh, no, I think it would be fun. Uh, but again, who knows, right? This team could literally do anything. I don't know. You don't know. But you know what? We're going to talk about it. Whether that caller liked it or not, people care about it. If you don't care about it, let us know, too. Let us know if you'd rather we talk about what this team needs outside of a quarterback, because we'll probably get into that a little bit for this last hour here on Overtime Richard Rowley, Ben Standing here with you. See you back here in a few. Donald, bring in the jams here in the 8 o'clock hour. Welcome to 106.7 Overtime. Richard Rowley, Ben Standing here with you. Hopefully you've been listening all evening, but if not, welcome. We are talking Washington football team. We're talking about the name change, the big reveal on the Today Show, do you care? Do you not care as a fan? Does it make you more excited, less excited? Do you really just want them to win and want Ben and I to talk about their needs? Is that really is that really what the people want, you think, Ben? I feel like the people still want to talk about the name change, which to the point we were making earlier, like, look, we have an entire offseason to discuss what this team needs to go. The name change announcement, the announcement of the announcement just happened, you know, 36 hours ago or so. So I think people are excited for that, we've got the calls are lit up. So let's get to that, Britt. We've got Kane in D.C. wants to talk about the name change. Kane, welcome to Overtime with Ben and Britt. Thank you, Ben and Britt. I hope your evenings are going well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going great. What do you got for us? Uh, first of all, that caller was talking out the side of his neck. I <laughs> um, think there's something this to think there's something this big, and he already said it. He said, this is your profession. Why in God's name would I not talk about the main story in my town? That's the biggest thing to talk about. I mean, yes, we're going to talk about a people cancer football team. This, I mean, is football not the biggest sport in the United States? I mean, 
that 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 dude was talking completely out the side of his neck. Uh, with, with, with that being said, I'm a Raiders fan, and I've always hated the Redskins name. So I was excited when they when they changed it, and I personally believe that somebody other than Dan Snyder was smart enough to say, "Let's throw some smoke screens." You got people clicking to the Admirals page, people clicking to the uh, Commanders, then you got the Red Hawks. I think they're going to announce it. And it's going to be the Red Wolves. And I think DC is going to go crazy. Well, Kane, if it's the Red Wolves, that is a whole other thing. It's one thing to sort of misdirect. It's another thing to flat out lie since they've already told us that that's not going to happen. It wouldn't surprise me if it's something off the board. They have said repeatedly that every time social media or actual news outlets run with the idea that they supposedly put eight names in that video back in August, that those were the finalists, they've said repeatedly not true, not true, not true. I think the name is one of those eight, probably. But, no, it wouldn't surprise me. Hey, Kane, let me ask you this since we got you here and you're a Raiders fan. Can you explain to me yes, why everybody wants Derek Carr, why everybody thinks Derek Carr could be on the move? Because when I watch him play, to me, he looks really good. And if, good. and if I'm a Washington fan, I'd be like, sure, I'd give up a first and a third or two firsts, perhaps, for Carr. Why does everybody think he's out um, of the Raiders? Um, I'm pretty sure any Raiders fan listening to this is making the same face that I am. If you want Derek Carr, you can have him. If you <laughs> want you Mr. Right Above Mediocre, uh, that's a throw. Hey, look, you can't have somebody who 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 sporadically throw three touchdowns and then in the next four weeks he throws four touchdowns altogether. Derek Carr has kept the Raiders where the Raiders are. We've always been like the last two decades. Derek Carr is... If you want an upgrade over what you have, yeah, Derek Carr's a better option. But most people don't say, hey, I want to upgrade to be just above mediocrity. And I'm not somebody who's a Raiders fan who goes around screaming, I can't stand Derek Carr to the third because the dude does play hard. I'm not saying that. But is there a difference between Derek Carr and Eric Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers? Yes. It's, it's a clear difference because he is an elite quarterback and he plays football at an elite level every single week. Even if he has a bad game, his game is better than other guys' good games. So, uh, one, I don't think Derek Carr is worth any first-round draft pick. That's just me personally. If you were a Raiders fan and you had to sit through some of these Raider games with with your interest into it, I think you might have a difference of opinion. Wow. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Right above mediocrity, though, sounds like an upgrade here. Well, that's the thing. And, Kane, appreciate the call and appreciate the Raiders' insight. thank you. That's the thing, right? Two people can look at the same situation, and depending on your point of view, some people are like, yeah, he's been fine, but, and here, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Washington hasn't had a stable quarterback since Kirk Cousins left in uh, in 2017. So the, the idea of Derek Carr, but I do agree, Derek Carr does not take Washington up the level. The question is, is that the best they can get? And does Ron Rivera feel that they need to go there? Britt, before we go back to that, though, the calls, we still got some more calls. We've got Bob in Virginia wants to talk about the name change, but I believe, Bob, you're like, eh, kind of want to leave it as is. Yeah, I I did. Uh, First of all, I'd like to say I'm honored to to be talking on uh, WJFK. Um, And I listened to the football game this weekend. Um, I was glad. I was glad. I, I think the Redskins have really performed. They've they uh, they've 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 honored their you know uh, the the town by the way they played. But um, but I think anything except 
I like I like the red. I've been a, a Washington in Washington for you know since my youth, but um, so when they changed from the Redskins to Washington football team, I thought that worked. And if you're going to go Red Wolves, if you're going to go Commanders, you, you know, people are going to wonder what are they talking about, you know. Yeah, and uh, it is going to take some time, I think, for everybody to get on board, to, no to, matter what. I'm finally, I'm finally good with Washington football team, and not saying W uh, WTF. I'm finally have those the acronym right. <laughs> but I think I've said this before. The one time, this is not a joke. The one single time that I botched on Twitter and went WTF instead of WFT. Adam Schefter retweeted me on that one tweet. I don't remember what it was. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I, this is a mistake that not everybody's going to see. It looks ridiculous. Um, Bob, so your your vote is the Washington football team. Leave it alone. That That's 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 your vote, final answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and now a lot of us can't follow sports the way the professionals, you know, just like the junkies do and, oh, you know, and, you know, I've listened to the junkies for 10 years. I li- I've I've enjoyed the Washington football team's uh, telecast over the last two years, um, and but anyway, I'm just a uh, I'm a senior, uh, but I you know, and there are lots of seniors around, and I would you know, uh, I don't think it's that important, and I think if they change the name to something that's that's like Red Wolves or Commanders, it's just going to, you know, it's going to really, de- uh, you know, be a, a dull, very change, very big, dull change. Is well, it going to affect your fandom, though, either way? Mm, uh, I, like Are I you going to stop I, watching this team if they change it to Red Wolves or a boring mm, name? I think it's just going to be a, mis- um, um, a misnomer. Yeah, I think anything would be a misnomer. Well, Bob, I, appreciate the, the call. Uh, PJ and Rester will get to you in just a sec. We're coming up on a break. I guess I would just say, Britt, that uh, it is interesting, you know, people, especially if you've been, you know, you're old enough like me to remember, you know, this has been the name your whole life. I get it. Change is, I don't like change in general. I do the, I, if I really look at my exam in my day-to-day life, it's a, a lot of routine. It's the same thing over and over again. So I totally get that. And this will not just be one change. This will be two changes within two years that people have had to go through or two year, two changes in 18 months. A lot of people, like I said, got it, got used to Washington football team name. I kind of did at this point, but to be clear, if, if anybody's wondering, if you read the Jason Wright, not actually, if you listen to the video, he mentions a new name multiple times. I don't think it's going to be football team, whatever this is, is it is not that it's something <laughs> else off the board. So Adios to Washington football team name, unless we're all being dupes. Um, but not adios to this show. We've still got a half an hour to go till nine o'clock. We've got your calls. We'll take them right after this break. 800 636 1067. The fan, Ben Standing, Britt Giroli here on Overtime. Welcome back. 106 7 The Fan, Overtime, Britt Giroli. Here with Ben Standing, we both write for The Athletic, and right now we are gabbing until nine. Is gabbing a word only females use, Ben? Do you use the word gabbing? I've I've dropped that before. You're a gabber? All right, we're gabbing then. We're gabbing. We're talking about the team name. We've been talking about it for the better part of the evening, uh, what it's going to be, the big announcement coming up, um, whether they're going to botch this, not botch this, how excited you are for it. 
Uh, let's hit the phone lines. Let's see what PJ in Reston. PJ in Reston, I think it says you're pulling for the Red Wolves here. People are on this well, Red Wolves uh, train. Not so much, but there's something that I just want. So there's kind of three things that I wanted to kind of throw at you guys. And I, I'm going to uh, talk kind of fast to be able to kind of fit it in. So right. I know a lot of people are tied to the name Red Wolves. Now, when I heard earlier today on Grant and Danny that they cannot use the name Red Wolves, my first thought was, okay, this was because like four or five months ago, there was like that one guy that patented like about a couple hundred names. So I was thinking, okay, that guy, it probably wants so much money from uh, Snyder. Snyder doesn't want to pay him the money. What I'm finding out, though, is that the reason the name cannot be Red Wolves is that because of the basketball team in Minnesota Timberwolves is not allowed. To me, that's insane because it's not even the same sport. Also, a Timberwolf and a Red Wolf are two completely different things. Like in baseball, you have like Red Sox and White Sox. They don't say, hey, it has the word Sox in it. So we can that is like, I'm not even a tie to Red Wolves, but the logic of not, it seems like that is a, a judge failure of allowing like an overreach by the Timberwolves to prevent that. Now, also, my, I'm hearing like, I'm hearing that like maybe commanders or admiral. My issue with those names is this. It's the same issue that I have with the, the baseball team, Washington Nationals. Nats is a great nickname, right? But everyone that lives in America is a national. There is nothing locally that ties nationals to us, right? Also, nationalism has a, a patriotism is amazing it's beautiful nationalism if you study the definition of nationalism in joseph mccarthy it has a very very ugly connotation my issue with commanders is this if there's an army whatever there's one commander everyone is not a commander how can the whole team be commanders they should have you know i would much rather like something like you know people might think it's silly i would much rather go with like the washington heroes choose a verb the washington optimistic in that Washington optimism. It sounds kind of goofy, but at least it's got kind of a, a joyful uh, thing to it. But, uh, you know, anything but the commanders or, you know, they, something that the Washington century would be more appropriate. But uh, those are kind of the things that I wanted to uh, kind of throw out to you guys. Wow. All right. We appreciate that call. Britt, how about this name? How about the Washington Lenos? Because we have breaking news here, Britt. Uh, I just confirmed this on Twitter We've been talking about this today. It's been something that's been on my mind of late. Would the Washington football team figure out a way to keep Charles Leno under contract with the season about to end? And apparently they have done just that. Uh, I have confirmed that they have agreed to a three-year, $37.5 million extension with their left tackle that they signed right after the draft this offseason. And, Britt, we were literally just doing this segment about what is Washington's biggest need other than quarterback. And I was going to say the offensive line sort of in totality, because you have a bunch of questions. You have Charles Leno going to his uh, final, final game of his contract. You have Brandon Scherf as a free agent. What would this offensive line look like? And they have now locked down a guy who's been a very solid player at left tackle. One of the only guys who's been able to stay healthy all year. Um, the, the line was the groups, was the team's best unit pretty much for most of the year until the injuries kind of overwhelmed the situation. And now, they have locked this down. Uh, Charles Leno, three-year, $37.5 million extension. That's sort of Brit your only money in, is what is what I view yeah, that. Yeah, exa- exactly what that is. No, a great story. I mean, released by the Bears in May, uh, finds himself another home in Washington, and really plays well, like you said. And he's able to cash in for the second time in his career. Uh, a really solid move. Um 
for the Washington football team. Again, some breaking news that luckily we have been standing here to confirm it, or I would just have to say reports. But, you know, he's there. He's typing away on his phone. We're taking a caller about the names. And uh, a couple callers ago, the guy who said we made too big of a deal of the name would be happy to know that, you know, we are actually talking some real football mixed in here. We, we got a bunch of callers here ready to light up the call screen, too. But, hey, at least they're making some transactions. They did. It's interesting. Last year, this week, they signed center Chase Rouye to an extension. And earlier today, when there was some of this was put out publicly, uh, the idea about Charles Leno possibly coming terms to a deal, it reminded me of the Chase Rouye situation. It was like, kind of came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, boom, uh, a deal went down. Kind of the same thing here. Washington had checked in with Leno's world last month. Didn't seem to be going anywhere per se. Today, a little bit more popped up, and now all of a sudden they've come to a, a deal. Washington has a ton of cap space, projected like over fifty million dollars, so they had room here to to make some moves. And yeah, I mean Leno has been a totally solid player. Depending on what metrics you look at, he's you know one of been one of the better tackles in the league this year. I don't think he's Trent Williams level tackle, but. It solves a problem that we, we can say well, left tackle is not something the Washington football team needs to worry about. And by the way, Brad, as a separate note, like Charles Leno, he's been here for you know a year, essentially. He and his wife, Jennifer, have been incredibly uh, prominent within the within the fan base. They've they've been very big with their charitable efforts. Uh, Leno clause is something that they've been doing over the last month, giving going every day, basically in December, giving money to various charitable organizations or, or people in need. Um, so they've integrated themselves without even knowing for sure that they were going to be here uh, beyond uh, this season. That's awesome. That, that That's really terrific news. And again, a nice way to kind of break up the show. We've been talking for so long about the name, um, having a little football news, super nice way to break it up. That previous caller though, Ben, before you broke the news, there was just like a lot to unpack there. So I really don't want to unpack all of it. Uh, the main point, my main takeaway have you heard, is the the Timberwolves really the reason why Red Wolves is is a no longer a thing? Because I agree with him. In baseball, there's White Sox, there's Red Sox. Um, it seems like a very silly, well, petty I, thing. I, I mean, obviously, Red Sox, White Sox came about in 1910. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So I don't know what the copyright laws were then. But yes, in, in what I had been told as an example as to where they, you know, what is taking so long back when they made the change last year, uh, or in, sorry, in 2020, people's like, okay, well, what's the name? And we went through this exercise. I wrote an article with David Aldridge at that point, like, okay, branding experts, why does it take so long? And they said, anytime you change any brand, a football team name, a soda, toilet paper, whatever it is, it takes roughly 18 months to figure out what you want to do, not just in terms of the name and, and the, the logo or whatever, but you have to go through the exhaustive search for the copyright information that we, you know, the Indians... Um, right. Wasn't there something you, with guardians, right? There was like a Cleveland a roller guard. derby team <laughs> that they paid like a pittance to, but yes, but there, there was, was a little bit of an issue. There was something. And I think that is part of, um, part of the story. And with wolves again, whether it was the biggest hindrance or an excuse, that was an example I'd been told at one point of between the Minnesota Timberwolves. And there's also a, uh, Arkansas state, I believe is the, is the red wolves that those two things, um, could be a factor here if I guess Washington wanted to put it. I don't know that they did, but either way, yes, that was supposedly a hindrance for the situation. Interesting. So Washington now secures their left tackle. We are going to hopefully secure something for 
this name. I'm curious to see what other people think. Our phone lines are blowing up. Let's go to Tony in D.C. who wants to talk about the name change slash apparel. Tony, you're on with Ben and Britt. What's up? Yeah, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, just, wanted to, I just wanted to just make a comment to say that Nike, which is the NFL uh, official apparel, has to know what the name or the change has to be because I'm, I'm pretty sure just by marketing standards, but they got to have all that apparel waiting for people to just go in and buy once they, the name is revealed. So somebody needs to, you know, find some type of source in Nike company to find out, you know, what they're creating right now for the, for the now Washington football team and soon to be whatever. Yeah. Coming out. I, I totally agree with you. The question I have on that, on that front is like, do they have even within Nike? Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to go with, let's just make this up. Commanders is the name. But to throw off the scent, because we don't we don't want this getting out there, we're also going to have some dummy Admiral shirts and some Brigade shirts and maybe some Giroli shirts or whatever it is to throw off the scent. And yeah, okay, at the end of the day, those shirts will be whatever. The, give them to somebody and, and move on with life. You get a collector's item, a fake name that never happened. But I'm sure there's there has to be some type of subterfuge here because you obviously can't have Joe employee at Nike <laughs> say, hey, by the way, uh, you know, the athletic here, that would be great if they did this. Hey, uh, I, I'm, I'm watching here that the t-shirts roll off the presses right now. The name is X. They have to do a little more than that to throw people off the scent. Yeah. If someone has a connection at Nike, please contact Ben Standing. He's very interested. But it, at Ben Standing on Twitter. That, that is true, DMs though. I, and some a lot of people have to know. I don't know. And, and by the way, great call. Great point. Uh, a, a lot of people have to know about this. And you're right. Maybe they send those T-shirts to the same island where they send like the World Series loser apparel because it's the same kind of thing. When you get to a game seven, uh, they have to have all the apparel ready for these guys to throw on these T-shirts. So they make them for both teams. So you're like, God, that's such a colossal waste. Well, they do it all the time. So maybe they do have three or four different names that they throw out there so that nobody really knows what it's going to be until we get to the Today Show. I don't know, Ben. That, that would be a smart way to do it. But you know what? We have one more segment left. We're going to debate this a little bit more, um, say our farewells. Ben's tearing up already, but we are here until 9. Britt Giroli, Ben Standing, here with you on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back to the final segment of the Ben Standing and Britt Giroli Bonanza here on 106.7 The Fan. We're with you until the top of the hour. We've been talking a ton about the Washington football team name, your hopes, your dreams, your concerns about what it all means. And, of course, Britt, now in the last just few minutes, we've been talking about breaking news regarding the Washington football team, a three-year, $37.5 million extension for left tackle Charles Leno, I was able to confirm that news just a few minutes ago. And that is, you know, we talk about their checklist for the offseason. I was literally going to write a story uh, tomorrow for The Athletic about what are, let's look ahead to the offseason. Here are the things the Washington football team needs to deal with. Somewhere high on that list was lockdown Charles Leno, or you're going to have to find a new left tackle. They took care of business, and that's one less thing to worry about. Now they just gotta, you know, figure out who he's blocking for. But other than that, that's uh, that that that's a bit that's big news for the Washington football team. Yeah, it's certainly a, I think a 
pretty solid way to start the off season. And technically, they're not in the off season yet, but you're already looking ahead to next year. So, um, like I said, a solid move. A guy who kind of I don't want to say reinvented himself, but you know, obviously underperformed in Chicago, found himself a nice little niche here, and has really been solid for them. So this is a this is a good move. It's going to be a busy off season, or it should be a busy off season for them. Plenty of holes. We talked earlier the show, we teased that we were going to discuss the holes outside of quarterback. And Ben, for you, when you look at this team, um, what do they have to do? What is priority? We know priority one to 10 is a quarterback. But outside of the quarterback, pretend that's off the table, uh, where are your priorities at? So as I as I sort of said uh, earlier, like to me, the offensive line was going to be a huge question because of the fact that Leno is going into his, uh, he's in his contract year, that Brandon Sheriff, you've given him not one, but two franchise tags. There's no way there will be a third. I don't think Brandon Sheriff is going to come back unless something goes very odd here. I think Brandon Sheriff is probably gone, which means another hole there at left tackle. And you have Chase Ruye, who suffered a season-ending uh, injury back in week eight. We'll have to see where he's at. So the offensive line was going to be in potentially some disarray. It's a little bit less now with the signing of Charles Leno, I suspect the team maybe have to restructure Eric Flowers' contract at left guard. But between Leno and uh, Sam Cosby, who's had a solid rookie year despite in between injuries, you feel pretty decent about where you are at tackles. That Brit then takes me to the other side of the ball. I really hate to say this because they just spent a first-round pick on a linebacker last year, but I'm kind of going back to linebacker right now. Uh, Ron Rivera just told us on Monday that Jamin Davis, their first-round pick a year ago, who they have tried at the Mike linebacker all this year, they may they may be re- realizing that's not his best position. They're going to look at it, they're going to explore it and study it. But if that's not his best position, and they do decide they need to bring in somebody else, because Rivera also said he thinks Cole Holcomb is better served outside. That means like the one player you kind of know at linebacker who will be on the field every play is not on the roster, and that the, you know that player is the one. Their, their defensive play caller, it's a huge spot. So I think that position all of a sudden is becoming significantly important and, and it ranks pretty high on the non-quarterback list for me. Yeah, I, I talked to you off air. I think obviously there's holes in the defense, but if they're going to go out and they're going to fix this quarterback situation, um, to me what they also are probably going to need to do is get another legitimate uh, wide receiver threat, right, to go along with Terry McLaurin. So if you're going to be a team that now all of a sudden – is building around a quarterback, if it's no longer good enough to have the Heineke's of the world, and you're going to get a legit guy, well, you better give him some legit passing options. No, I think that's something that you have to take under consideration as well. Sure. The wide receiver one, though, is so weird and tricky because of the Curtis Samuel dynamic. I, I never viewed Curtis Samuel as a real wide receiver, but that is the position he plays. I just mean he's a versatile piece that you can move all over, who essentially did not play this year, right. other than a handful of snaps. It just didn't happen, and so you have to look at that, and they have to take a long look and think. I mean, I imagine he'll be healthy by next year after what this year. This was obviously a rough year for all involved. If that's the case, and they they have hopes that Deami Brown, their third round pick, will still develop. You know, it takes it can take rookie receivers a minute or two to to get going, and you know he's shown some flashes, but just not consistent enough. Perhaps they say we we need maybe wide receiver depth to a degree, but we have enough there. We just have to hope. Samuel stays healthy. Dami Brown develops. They still have Cam Sims. But if they if they went out and got a more legit number two receiver, you know, if that's the way free agency in particular works out, that wouldn't stun me um, in the least. I think offensively, 
it's not top of the list, but somewhere on the list, I think, is possibly getting another running back. Uh, Antonio Gibson is obviously a, a dynamic player who gets hurt a lot. And right. when he's been out of the lineup, their run game really disappears. J.D. McKissick, who is a free agent, absolutely solid in the passing game, but not a between-the-tackles running back. Jared Patterson, you know, he, he's been a fun player. You know, he's five foot nothing. I don't think you're relying on him play after play over a course of a year to run between the tackles either. Maybe maybe if they decide he's a, he's the complement to Gibson, but I wouldn't be stunned if they think, hey, we need to get another running back because through two years, Gibson has not shown the ability to uh, stay healthy. We didn't talk too much about the NFL in general and, you know, the NFL playoff hunt and stuff and plenty of time, obviously, for that as we head into the regular season finale in the NFL. Uh, but, Ben, I want to get your take on this. So, Ben Roethlisberger, obviously... Um, said his farewell in, in Pittsburgh in front of the home fans this past week. It was emotional. It was obviously looked like he was fighting back tears. He had, you know, the big embrace, the talking to Mike Tomlin. Um, now reporters in Baltimore are asking John Harbaugh if the Ravens are planning some kind of tribute for him at MNC Bank Stadium in Baltimore. I, I find it weird to do some kind of tribute to the opposing player. Do you, are, are you, I, I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger would appreciate that. He already did his goodbyes for his home fans. Do you think that the Ravens fans would, like, they may stand up and pity clap? Um, you know, but these are teams that have hated each other. Right. Like, I'm thinking, I, I, like, as somebody who's, who, who has historically rooted for Maryland and therefore, like, like all good Americans, can't stand Duke. If, if Mike Krzyzewski was coming through for a goodbye tour, like, respect the hell out of the coach. Eh, it's been real. Go. I, I'm. I, I don't know. I mean, we see that though at times. Or you know, the historic players go through the league. They're doing the farewell tour. They go city to city. I just don't know if I feel like Ben Roethlisberger is one of those beloved guys who gets that. And like you said, this is specifically to a a rival who is they can't stand each other. Uh, so it seems a little odd. But look, if they wanted to say, "Hey Ben, it's been real." Uh, Adios, but here's a rocking chair on the way out. Sure. Here's a pregame gift that's not going to be on TV. Fine. But I don't think you do like some montage of like his best moments when some of them were against the Ravens and put it on the Jumbotron during the game. No, right. I don't think it needs to be all that. By the way, if they did here's do a, a mon- rocking chair, by the way, it better be a big rocking chair. Right. If they did do a montage, I would really kind of hope it would be him getting sacked over and over again by Terrell Suggs or or, or whomever. Like, like, like the, do that. Hey, Ben. <laughs> Good luck in the offseason. Just wanted to send you off and just watch him over and over again get 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 blown up by by Ravens players. I think he would probably take that in good spirit. Yeah. Uh, anybody else, you know. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's a little bit a little bit odd to say the least. But yeah, you know, when we talk about Washington over and over again about quarterbacks, part of the game that is not talked about enough is other teams need quarterbacks too. And Pittsburgh is going to be high on the list without Ben Roethlisberger. There's no way it's any, but it's not Mason Rudolph. It's definitely not Dwayne Haskins. So they're going to have to get another quarterback. And that team, n- no losing seasons ever. So if, will they go with a rookie or will they think, hey, we're pretty close. We need to get that veteran quarterback and be in that in that race. I, I think they're another team to keep an eye on. Yeah, I agree. And, and you're right. And it shows also, though, when you hit on a guy, right, how long you don't have to worry about. Like, certainly he's an extreme case, but like you look at some of these quarterbacks, that's how long you just don't have to deal with that quarterback. I mean, you don't have this revolving door this revolving question every year. So uh, it's very, I don't know. It's fascinating. We're certainly going to get into the quarterback situation, um, you know, pretty much all winter until it's resolved. Basically, we're going to talk and talk about this as well. We are. Um, we're going to talk about Washington uh, extending Charles Leno to a three-year deal over on the athletic. 
Uh, I'll talk about it on my podcast. I'll talk about it on Twitter at Ben Standig. Uh, But Britt, we are talked out here. We've got to go. Always appreciate the time with you. Uh, I look forward to the next one. Yes, absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening.